You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Snap, cuts into the right, and Max Crosby's waiting for him and throws him to the turf. No game. He is owning the offensive line tonight. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Max Crosby's running away. He's got the ball in his hand at the 20. Now everybody's searching for the football, but Max has the football. And now the officials stop the clock. And it is Raiders football. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Here's your boy Q. 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 Just like that, we're kicking off hour number three of the show. It's Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. My man Jared is in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, making everything go. He's on the wheels of steel. I'm in the home studio. We like to call it Studio Q. Of course, it's being brought to you by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. My folks, Mordecai and company, doing a fine job. We definitely appreciate them. Going to hear from Antonio Pierce and Champ Kelly, uh, interim head coach and interim GM, in just a couple minutes. But first, let's go out to the phone lines, talk to a very patient. Shields up. Welcome to the show. Q, how are we doing, man? Fantastic. Good, man. And for those old enough, RIP to, um, to Coach Bobby Knight. And in yeah. his honor, Q, I'm going to throw a, I'm gonna throw a chair into the yard. <laughs> I know that's right. Those, go those, go on and make it happen. Old, you know what I'm saying, right? Yes. Yes, absolutely. It might not be folded chair, but it's going to go. Because <laughs> when we reflect on Pierce, um, you talk about a man who was passionate, who cried for his players, who fought for the game. That was Bobby Knight. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt. Some of his methods were questionable, no doubt, but the passion for the game was there. And, like, now we're turning the page to Coach Pierce, and he's bona fide. He's played the game. He would draw the respect and attention to the players. And I was very impressed by the articulation of, of our GM, Kelly, mm-hmm. and his respect to the previous regime. Yep. And I hope the best for them in their futures, you know, Hey, our creed, once a Raider, always a Raider. Um, so moving forward, the two things that is challenging uh, the new coach is the offensive line and the quarterback position. A writer once wrote, fortune favors the bold. It's a bold move, and it's a final move to put in uh, Hayden McConnell at the uh, quarterback position. But the offensive line has to be addressed. They, they show glimpses. In the Monday night game, they gave him three, four possessions of the clean pocket, the Garoppolo. But after a while, they, they couldn't hold up. So those are the two areas. And, and I think it was his energy and his demand for respect in the highest performance of game, he's going to bring it. So the coach, Pierce, and our new GM, a big shields up from Connecticut. Let's go. Let's get the Giants. There you go. Hey, good call, man. Good call. Go throw that chair in your yard. I'm going to do the same thing, man. I ain't got no grass here, so I'm good. I can throw that chair, and I won't mess up anything. Uh, definitely rest in peace to Coach Bobby Knight. Shields up. Great call, man. Let's go back out to the phone line. Raider Max, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, Q. First of all, I want to uh, oh, Raider you know, Max. Um, don't waste your five minutes time, man, I, and I apologize to you. Um, we know me and you, we boys, I'm always going to – you know, we read a nation, and we might not agree with everything, but I do want to make sure that you know that I'm never going to disrespect you or anything like that. So I just want to get that out first. Yeah, no, we good. Know, I appreciate I'm you. Always, yeah, yeah, I know. Hey, Q, and I'll go real fast. I, I mean, you know what? I never, I'm never. i with you. I'm never happy that somebody got fired because I wouldn't want to be in that situation because, you know, the family. But that's, that's the nature, like what um, what's-her-name said, that's the nature of being a coach. You, you know, that's going to happen. 
no matter how long you've been coaching. The great ones have been fired too. So, but but going on, Q, I think the biggest thing we're gonna need right now is it just it, it just seems like it's a fresher breath there. Like you said the other day, we just need something to to pick us up. And I think this pick it's not it hasn't solved the problem. It, it, you know, you it, it hasn't solved the offensive problem or anything like that. But what I do think with moving forward. And this is just my opinion. I think we got to get a, a coach. I mean, I, and, and I say give him, a, give uh, Antonio Pierce a chance. But if we, if, if at the end of the day, Mark Davis decides to go in another direction, you got to bring in a proven coach. You got to stop with all these um, these coordinators. Um, John Har, if, if Harbaugh is available, get him. He's a winner on every level. And I know he. He's kind of like a Gruden type of guy, but this guy wins. We need to win, and he will turn the program around or either get a get get somebody that that, that knows the Raider way and just continue to do that. We need to get out of this slump that we've been in 20 years, 23 years. And next time I'm in Vegas, man, and drinks on me, baby. <laughs> All right, Q, I got you, man. Hey, good call, good call. Appreciate you. And yeah, it's going to be interesting, man, over the next nine games uh, to see what the team looks like, how they respond to uh, Coach Pierce. And, and, you know, again, like Amber said, I don't know exactly what uh, Champ Kelly, how he's going to, you know, operate and, and prove that he deserves that job. But I'll tell you, I'm pulling for both those guys. I really am. I think that they both have the chops. I think they both have the smarts to get the job done. I don't want to fall in love and be a prisoner of the moment. But I'll, I'll, I'll tell you right now, I'm rooting for the guys just because I think uh, just from hearing what they, they bring to the table and talking to Coach Pierce a few times, think that he has what it takes to be a leader of men, which many people called in and said Josh McDaniels was not. One more quick call. Raider Dave in Denver, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? It's the first of the month. Wake up, wake up, wake up. That's it, baby. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I woke up this morning, and it was a happy day, and it's been pretty good all day. And I think that nobody really wishes bad upon people, right. but I believe that this whole thing coming in about the Patriot way was just hard to swallow with people who have been long-time Raider fans. There would be people talking about the last perfect season, and they would be talking about the Raiders if it wasn't for the Patriots, because that one year, that was the Raiders' only loss, and they ended up winning the championship then. So it's a long-standing deal for people that have been around and watching this team from the late 60s, early 70s. About the best thing that's ever come to the Patriots, of course, was Jim Plunkett. But, you know, here's the thing. When that guy started talking, and I love the fact that Antonio Pierce is from South Central L.A. area, but more than that, I did a senior year in my hometown of Tucson, Arizona, and I'll tell you, I could get with Gangster Raider someday and talk about some real serious history. There's as much gangster history in Tucson, Arizona, as there is anywhere else. But here's the thing. Raider Nation is like a, a, a slew of pebbles across the landscape. We are all those pebbles. And right now, when you get somebody in who was born and raised in the Raider way and understands that, it's like one of those pebbles is in everybody's shoe that is a staff member and a coach and a player. And they take that pebble, us, with them wherever they go. And, yeah, it's uncomfortable, but no matter how small it is, it may not be that uncomfortable, you still know it's there. And in the heart of these people that are going ahead and going to resurrect and change the way the Raiders are going to do business the rest of this year, not the Patriot way, the Raider way, they are taking Raider Nation with them, and I salute that. 
Okay, good stuff, Raider Dave. Thanks for the call. Definitely appreciate you. I love how you referenced the pebbles. That was something that Champ Kelly talked about in his presser, and we'll hear uh, from Champ Kelly and Antonio Pierce in just a hot second. I did want to go over a couple quick texts. This was from LJ. I may or may not have just pulled a hammy running sprints after listening to AP's press conference. Suit me up. Dude had me ready to go. On the real, his energy and ability to connect with the locker room is what we needed at this time. Excited to see a big dub on Sunday. It's from LJ. Jim from Yonkers said, when was the last time we had a pick six and a fumble recovery inside the five in the same game? We cannot waste the improvement that I see from the defense. Thank you, Q. And then Sir Whiskey Ray. Good afternoon on this crazy day. I'll be the first to admit that I was a supporter of both McDaniels and Ziegler. It was no secret that something needed to change. It's unfortunate both men lost their jobs. Going forward, I'm interested to see our interim head coach, Antonio Pierce, can get this whole team going in the right direction. I really hope so because all I want for our Raiders is to play with consistency and, more importantly, immaculate wins. Q, looking forward to a great show. Thanks, as always. Sir Whiskey Ray and Vegas Pete said, Q, since you work for the Raiders, just kidding. Now, now that Lombardi was let go, who's going to call the plays? That'll be Bo Hardigree. Bo Hardigree was the quarterback coach. He's been elevated to the offensive coordinator position, and you'll hear Antonio Pierce and Champ Kelly talk about him and what he'll bring to the table. So thanks so much for that text. For With all that being said, let's go out and just put that, that burst of energy. Let's go ahead and inject it right into our veins. Uh, normally I just do a few sound bites from, uh, you know, from the press conferences, but – I just thought that the sound bites wouldn't do it justification. So go ahead, and my man Jared, who's in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, he's going to roll it. Here's Antonio Pierce. Here's Champ Kelly from earlier today at the Intermountain Health Performance Center. All right, we'll hear from Coach Pierce, and then we'll hear from Champ Kelly, and we'll questions. Yep. Thank you. First and foremost, um, thank you to Mr. Davis, uh, Josh McDaniels, Dave, Patrick Graham, for bringing me here and giving me this opportunity. Uh, it's never easy when you lose a, a teammate, a coworker, uh, somebody that you're close with. Uh, we take that very seriously. Uh, there's lives and families that's affected by this, and we understand that. Um, but it's a new day. It's a new chapter. It's a new era. It's a new mindset. What is that mindset? It's that of the rate of pride, the commitment to excellence, and making sure our alumni, our fan base, and Raider Nation – are proud of what they see on the field. What does that look like? Tough, passionate, effort, energy, that enthusiasm that you see when we all watched our kids and these young men who are now pro athletes play with Aaron Pop Warner, having that love for the game. We're on the same page, Champ and myself. Our staff is connected. We had a great team meeting this morning. Everybody was steely-eyed and focused. We walked in with a smile on our face. The synergy, the energy in this building, and the personality of our players will reflect on who we are as Raiders. This is a great opportunity for myself. I'm humbled, I'm honored, and I don't take it lightly. I'm sure there'll be questions about why, how. Those will all get answered. But this is about the players, this is about the Raiders, and this is about this organization. And we're tired of losing. It's not a good feeling. We're a production-based business. We're about competition, being competitive, and play with an edge and a swag and a certain confidence that we walk out that damn tunnel that everybody watching TV can see it and a product on the field is something we're proud of. I had a, a few things um, before we move forward. You know, again, to Josh McDaniels, Laura, and the kids, David Ziegler, Carissa, um, and the kids, um, I love you all dearly. 
so much respect for you. Um, my thoughts and prayers are with you, and I'm forever grateful. Um, for those of you who know me, you guys have seen me with my three daughters. Like They are my everything. Um, today, my middle child turns 10. Her name is Chloe. So happy birthday, Chloe. Today, you are my favorite daughter. Um, they are the best parts of me. To my wife, Stephanie, like I'm not here without your support. Like She's a real GM, um, and I love her dearly. Although the circumstances are not ideal, um, there's always like an opportunity in difficulties. I couldn't be prouder to accept this opportunity as an interim general manager for the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm so eager and excited to get to work. To Mark Davis, Sandra Morgan, Larry Dilson, you know, thank you for believing in me. Thank you for this opportunity. I promise you that I won't squander the moment. Make no mistake, I'm prepared for this position. I believe in the power of intercessory prayer. I know people all over the country um, are praying for me in this moment. I've received so much support from colleagues, GMs across the league, uh, former players, coaches, advisors, family, friends, you know, my champ camp warriors. Like, I promise you I'll get back to you. You're one of those guys that when I see the little dot of missed messages, I got to go through all of them. So I promise um, to get back to you. You know, I'm prepared for this because I know what I don't know. Like, there will be hiccups. It won't be perfect. But I'm wise enough to know that God equips those he calls. I'm perfectly imperfect, but I know the source. To Raider Nation, in the squad meeting this AM, we talked about committing to three things. Trust, pride, and poise. We talked about having a commitment to excellence. We talked about confidence, you know, just winning. You know, we're going to put our blinders on, and we're going to run our own race. Like, we don't get to pick the terrain. There will be hills. There will be potholes. We got to run on some pebbles. Um, and the race is not always won by the swift or the strong, but it's won by those who, per who persevere. You know, to our fans, I hear your concerns. I share your frustrations. You know, we're going to work to present to you a product worthy of your support. Thank you for sticking with us. I look forward to seeing you fill up Allegiant Stadium on Sunday. With this, I open up for questions. Antonio, you just uh, outlined um, a mantra and a, uh, a mindset that you want this team to be about. Uh, what can you do that to immediately get that message across to the players that that's what they put out on the field on Sunday. Yeah, one is empowering your coaches and your players in the building to have the dialogue and openness and accountability and the trust and the respect for one another where we can start to make change. That's first and foremost. It's, it starts when we walk in this building, enjoying and loving the fact that you're a Raider, embracing the fact that you're a Raider, loving the fact that you're next to your brother. When you start doing those things and you start playing together, that, that, that energy and what I talked about with those guys, the synergy in the building, now we have a connection and now we can start growing for that. But at the end of the day, you understand, just like I do, it's a production-based business. We have to produce. We have to play hard for 61 minutes, which we'll do, and we have to play with the effort that everybody's used to the Raider Nation playing with. On a human level, how do you go about compartmentalizing you know, the thoughts that you may have about you know, obviously this team is going to be in a situation after this season where they're looking for a new head coach, a new GM. 
with focusing on the present, but also maybe thinking forward to those types of things to maybe be considered for those openings? The, the reality for, for me is, you know, Tayshawn is I'm focusing on one day at a time. Like, you know, he, we, we say we're team no sleep. Like, <laughs> we talked late last night, woke up early this morning, got together, excited to bring this vision together. But we're not looking forward to tomorrow, that tomorrow worry about itself. We're focusing on the now. Um, you know, our team is focusing on the now. Those players are focusing on right now, and that's all we have. Antonio, when, when you uh, got into coaching, was, it, was this a goal of yours to eventually become a head coach, and what does this opportunity mean to you on a personal level? Yeah, I've been fortunate. You know, I've played at a high level, went all the way back to my roots and coached at Long Beach Poly. High school was a head coach there. Was at uh, the New York Giants in 2017 and then, you know, college for four years and had opportunities to leave and go to other organizations. I decided not to. Um, the short story, the matter of fact, is I grew up in Compton, California. I was born a Raider. I was born with the Raiders rolling in the Coliseum in L.A. I was rolling with N.W.A. talking straight out of Compton, <laughs> rocking Raider hats. So when the opportunity came to work with Josh and Pat Graham and Dave, I jumped on it. So that's what set me up for this. I was born this way. How surreal is it going to be to coach your first NFL game hmm. against the team that you won a Super Bowl with as a player? How about that? Couldn't write it up. Um, but it's not Antonio Pierce versus the New York Giants. Las Vegas Raiders versus the Giants come into our house. Much needed win for us. We've had two ugly losses. It's time to change that. Uh, we're in the second half of the season. Doesn't matter what or who Antonio Pierce played for. It's about the Las Vegas Raiders. Those players understand that. It's about them. It ain't about me. These things happen every year throughout the league, not often on a short week in the middle of a season. When you understood this was happening or got the call, were you surprised? Um, was definitely surprised. Um, I don't think, you know, we, we saw it coming. Um, you know, but I plan every day of my life um, to be prepared for any situation. Um, you know, putting my trust in the Lord and allowing him to guide me, right? So whenever these situations arise, like fully confident that, you know, he will equip me um, and we're ready to roll. Antonio, you obviously bring a certain level of intensity um, to the table. And I'm wondering, <clears throat> you're very demonstrative, very expressive. And I'm wondering if that's the kind of fit the team really will respond to and needs at this point. We had a good team meeting this morning, had a full house, and I think I had everybody's attention, I had their eyes. I'm not a long-winded person. I'm not going to give you a dialogue or write an essay. I get right to the point. It's black and white. You know how I feel when I walk out the door. I've been around these guys for two years now as a linebacker coach, and I made my presence known both in the linebacker room, the defensive line room, the quarterback room, the running back room. I'm a former player. I touch former players. I can relate to them. I've done the same things they've done. I've walked the same paths they walked. I felt the same pain they felt. So there's nothing or any emotional ride or roller coaster that they haven't gone through this year or over the two years I've been with them that I haven't felt. And my personality, one last thing, my personality will come out and reflect on this team, and hopefully we see that on Sunday. Antonio, talking to players, you know, they sometimes look around and say, there's just too much talent on this team for it to be this difficult and to be struggling the way they've been struggling. Uh, do you share that sentiment that the answers are in that locker room and that that can get unlocked? One question. No question about it. I mean, we can talk about players. We can go down our roster and you say, wow, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs. You look at our whole line. 
you look at our quarterback, you look at the way our tight ends playing, defensively how we're playing. We've been really well on special teams throughout the season. It's, it's funny what a little belief and um, confidence. confidence gives the group. And, and this is just what we're going to believe and what we're about is about them being themselves. I told them when they walk in this door, I need to fill them. They're going to fill me 100%, but I got to fill them. I need that personality. The building needs personality. When we walk in here, everybody in here should be smiling. We all got a job. We're doing something. We're covering the greatest game in the world, the National Football League. And if you're not excited about that, there's something wrong with you. Was there a lack of excitement before? I mean, being that that's something that needed to be addressed, what was the atmosphere like before? Uh, I don't think that it was not addressed. It just you got to embrace it, and it's being embraced now. Coach, congratulations, first of all. Congratulations to both of you, and happy birthday to your daughter. Appreciate it. Um, A quick question. When you talk about personalities and this being so human, what was the reaction of the players when you you gave them the news? Obviously, you're all smiling. Mm -hmm. As you say, you want us all to smile. It's been a few weeks. You're all kind of difficult to smile. Yes. And so what was their reaction like, and what do you think is the priority moving forward towards the New York Giants, other than winning the game, obviously? Right. I mean, why, why this what what are you mad about? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I just I just said it. Like we're we're playing a kids game. We're getting paid millions of dollars to do it. We're fortunate to play for an alumni base, a owner, a fan base that like live and die Raiders. Yeah. And when we walk in that stadium, it's it's gotta be electric. And I, what I told these guys is it's simple, man. Listen, who knows? I, I'm not promising we're gonna go undefeated. I'm not promising, you know, we're going to you know, do the record books. But I am promising you this. We're going to have fun doing it. And I know when you start having fun and you guys start believing in one another and they start really engaging in each other and believing in what the coaches are telling them and understand it's in their best interest. And we, we are in this together. When you put the we aspect and us and team into it, it changes all that from the eyes. What are your thoughts on the quarterback position going forward? It'll be Aiden going forward. Why, why Aiden? We just feel like this is the best chance. What was the reaction like in the locker room when you made that announcement? Very supportive. Yeah, the guys are rallying behind him. They're excited to watch him, you know, get his opportunity. Like I was there as AP was speaking to the to the team, and you know, he had their eyes. There was an energy that was that was you know tangible um, in the room. There was a true excitement, um, and and guys are geared up to to, to prepare for this weekend. How much does it help that coach obviously played in the in the league and did it at the highest level and has has a ring to prove it? I mean, there's there's no better um, no better form of teaching than modeling, right? So this guy did put on those pads. He strapped it up. He played at high level football games. They know that he's carried himself just like this every single day, authentically himself, right? And that's what we promise these guys. Like we're going to be honest. We're going to be authentic. Like God is never going to bless who you pretend to be. Right. And so we're going to be ourselves in this situation. We're going to have fun with it. Um, and I think they were excited to hear that. What do you see are you offensive coordinator? I'm sorry, what are you time? offensive coordinator? What do you see? Uh, I mean, we talked about it. I mean, the key thing is we just talked about a lot of weapons on our team and how to get to them. We're going to start a young quarterback. Got to protect him. Last outing, we didn't protect him very well. Didn't protect the football. So it's going to go to that. For our whole entire offensive, you know, turnover free football. Get back to playing that kind of style of football where you kind of impose your will and play with ill intent. And you can do that with offense. You can do that with skill guys. I mean, we got Jacoby Myers. If you had not watched him crack a receiver, excuse me, a defensive back or a linebacker, you're crazy. He's not afraid to throw it in there. So, and we got 
still the, one of the best running backs in the game. And he understands that, and he knows his role and what's going to happen going forward, and that's what's going to help the quarterback. Antonio, your defense has been playing well so far this season. What do you expect from them moving forward? More. More. I mean, we got to create turnovers. we got to stop these long drives. Penalties have been the biggest thing that's kind of hurt us in those situations. I mean, we've had great moments, and we had other moments like, what the hell? Right? So just being consistent, first and foremost, you know, being a defensive player, you stop the run, man. You build that wall. We make it one-dimensional, and like I tell Max, go eat. Go eat. Party at the quarterback, and let's celebrate and have fun doing it. So um, what I like to see those guys keep doing, and Patrick Graham, let loose. Pin your ears back. Let the dogs loose. And, like, you know, when, when the Raiders are rolling on defense, you guys see it. It comes through the TV. Max Crosby's energy is – I'm trying to match his today, you know, and I got to match that for the next 10 to 12 weeks. Word out. Yeah, um, you know, we see what we see on Sundays, but then there's your side of the building or upstairs. Um, how would how'd that go with, with the staff that you now oversee? Right. We've put together some – you know, the, the fortunate part is I've been here, you know, since since the beginning. And so we've put together some, you know, some – very good practices and policies, um, you know, for evaluating players and acquiring players. So we feel confident uh, with the people that we have doing the job. We feel um, confident in the processes. So, you know, it's, it's more status quo um, on our end. Um, the guys are excited to work. Um, they're excited to keep grinding. Um, and they've been given the same mandate. You walk into this building appreciative with a smile. We want to have positive energy. And, and, and they're going to do that, and we're going to, we're going to you know, capitalize off of it. Some of the members of the locker room have been in this situation before. Max Crosby, Josh Jacobs, back in, in 2021 when, when John Gruden was on, halfway through the season. Is it helpful at all just when it comes to keeping the locker room together and, and informing them how to handle it that they've sort of been through this in the past? Yeah, we, we talked about that last week as a team. And a couple guys brought that up that's been here. They've been through this. They understand what it's like, a coaching change in the middle of the season. And I'm relying on our leaders to lead. You know, I'm, I'm coming here with the, the, the game plan. This is the picture that we're trying to paint, but they got to carry it throughout. The best teams that I've ever been on as a player or as a coach, player ran. Player ran. Bottom line. Devontae knows what it is. Max Crosby knows what it is. Robert Splane knows what it is. Our captains and leaders know what it takes. They got to go out there and do it. And they got to carry that message and make sure that resonates. And we block out all this outside noise because we're going to get some over the next, you know, 72 plus hours. That is just us against the world, and that's our mentality going to be right now, us against the world. Raider Nation against everybody else. Coach, There's still nine former... games left on the schedule. and yeah. you know, You're not out of it by any stretch of the imagination. So um, do those immediate goals become the bigger goals as well, or are you looking at the big picture or just week to week now? Trying to get through today. Trying to get through this media conference, this press conference right now. It's, <laughs> it's been a whirlwind. I'll be honest. You know, you're not prepared for this. I mean, you don't you – don't, yeah, I, I was doing my DC notes the other day, you know, and, and all of a sudden you get a phone call and, and are you crazy to turn down this opportunity to work with Champ Kelly? No, to work with the staff and the players we got. We got, we have the team. We have the people in this building. We have the players in this building to win. We just got to go do it. Enough talk, enough sitting here having these little clicks in the corner. That's why I told the guys, put the goddamn pads on. Let's go out there and work tomorrow and practice and let's get to it. Bottom line, and let's see where the results go on Sunday. I know from a personal standpoint, you probably have a lot of people back in California um, that are, what do you think they're, I mean, I'm sure you've talked to a bunch of them, but there's got to be a great re, uh, um, response by your family members and friends back there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, ticket requests, I, I don't know, we can pack the stadium up, I need another 20,000, you know, <laughs> but uh, we'll be fine. Look, the Raider, Raider Nation does a great job, they come wherever we go, they travel well. Uh, we got a big test this week with the Giants coming to town, a great opportunity for us to get a fresh start and get back on a winning track. Okay, we'll get everybody in here, let's go Adam, Heidi, Chris, Paul, Q. 
Coach, you talked about what you wanted to see from your offense. How much of a challenge is it from now with the influence Josh had on the offense from now until Sunday to kind of get the plan together and what you guys want to do and accomplish? Yeah, I started this press conference by saying it. New day, new month, new chapter, new mindset. So whatever we did in the past, doesn't matter. You know, I wish I could say we're 0-0. Zero zero. We're not, but we're approaching it that way. We're approaching the way Bo went in there today, the offense. I spoke with those gentlemen. Um, they know exactly the task and the plan going forward and what kind of offense we want to portray. And, you know, you know are you going to sit there and rip up the whole playbook? No. But you better go to your key guys. I'm not a fool. I'm a player. Remember, I was a player before I was a coach. Player ran business. I've had the privilege. I've had the privilege of working with Bo in three different buildings. Now he's not afraid of the moment, you know. So we're confident in him. He's going to be authentically himself in this situation. So you'll see Bo. Coach, like you mentioned, as a player, right? You had various experiences with several coaches throughout the years, and working at Arizona State as well. Is there any particular person who had an influence on you and how you approached your coaching style? Too many to name. You know, I was fortunate to play. With two other, um, other organizations, Marty Schottenheimer, uh, Marvin Lewis, Joe Gibbs, Greg Williams, Steve Spagnola, and Tom Coughlin. And then finished it off with Herm Edwards. So what you're going to see from AP is a, kind of a chameleon of all those guys put together, you know, along with my personality. But I've learned so much uh, through my time of either as a player, as a coach going through the ranks. I mean, probably the biggest thing I got over the last, you know, 16 or so hours is you know, text messages from them, gentlemen. And I'm so appreciative of them because there is no AP without them. The knowledge, the support, the love they gave me when I was a young rookie or an opportunity to get into the coaching world, um, I'm forever grateful. This is a question for both of you guys. You mentioned the team meeting that you had last week, and it's a player-driven business. How much do you think it helped to hear from the players what was going on in their minds in that meeting? It was good. It was direct. It was blunt. It was needed, and everybody heard them. Everybody in the building heard them. The good thing about when you allow that to happen, you know, you got to sit there and you got to brace yourself. Sometimes you don't want to hear it. You know, there's probably going to be a moment I ain't going to want to hear that kind of stuff. But you got to have thick skin, and you can't take it too personal. It's an emotional business. These men in that locker room go through hell and back to get dressed and play every Sunday. We're on a short week this week. Guys are nicked up, banged, and bruised. They get up there, they put their cape on, they become a superhero again. So what they said was loud and clear. My message to them echoed their statements from that day, and we'll continue to grow from that. I think, I, I think what's, what's good about that, Q, is, um, you know, I think what we have to do here um, in these next, these next weeks is just to create a culture where it's safe to have those conversations. Like we want the truth. We're going to give them the truth. It's, it's, it's going to be real and it's going to be raw and it's going to be uncut, right? And so that's the type of environment that we want. I think that's where you thrive at. Like we build a community that has to be conflict, you know, but that also has to be commitment, right, and extreme communication. And so if we have those three things, you know, we can have success. Wrap it up with Chris Paul. Hey, uh, coach, I was just wondering, you seem like an enthusiastic, excited guy, uh, the interim head coach now. Was there a point... When, when even yourself, when you were with the players, you're seeing them day in, day out, where you said, oh, this thing's starting to spiral out of control. It's not working. Something's got to be done. And it, it was done, but could you almost kind of sense that something was happening and needed to be made? Well, you just knew the last two weeks we weren't ourselves. 
Uh, obviously, I was a bit on focus on the defensive side of the ball, coaching the linebacker, so my focus was there. But you could just sense as a team, you could feel the aura in the building. You could feel the aura in the locker room and when you're around the guys. So uh, did I have a good sense of it? Yes. Was it my place to talk about it and discuss with anybody? No. Champ, you, you were uh, in Denver 2009-2010, so you had to kind of be part of that cleanup effort there after what had happened. How, does that, how do you lean on that similar situation here to, to get things going, rolling here? Yeah, I've been through a few of them, unfortunately. So that wasn't the only one. Um, you know, just focus on communication. Like, sympathetic because here's the reality. Like, you know, most people see us on Sundays. They see, you know, guys in helmets, pads. They see coaches on the sideline that they think don't have lives outside of here, right? The reality of it is, you know, their families involved. Their, their wives who are planning, like my kids have to go to school today and, you know, learn about an, a situation where, you know, we don't know what's next, right? Like the, the Josh McDaniels family, David Ziegler's family, like what's next? Like, so there's a reality of that that goes on anytime you have transition um, and change. And so sympathy um, to everyone's, um, you know, space and, and their situation, um, but extreme communication so people can relieve some of the uncertainty that they have. Um, and then after that, you just attack the moment with confidence. And so that's the stage that we are in right now. Champ Kelly, Antonio Pierce, interim GM, interim head coach. And when I started the show, well, what feels like, you know, an hour ago, even though it was a couple hours ago, I said they, they won the press conference, they brought the energy, they brought the juice, they gave that breath of fresh air, that casino air. And if you've ever been in a casino, and I'm sure most of us have, you know what I mean. You walk in, you may be a little sleepy, you might want to go to your room, you want, might want to lay it down a little bit, but then all of a sudden, Something happens. You get around one machine. You get around one table, and all of a sudden, you're a little more pumped up. All of a sudden, you're not tired. All of a sudden, the music's a little bit louder. All of a sudden, you got your sunglasses on. You're starting to feel yourself. You know why? That oxygen has been pumped into your veins. That press conference right there. When I left that, that, that Intermountain Health Performance Center and drove to Studio Q, which is the house, about 15 minutes away, I felt that energy. I felt that juice. I texted my mom and said, Raider Nation should be fired up and should be excited. 4.34 is the time. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Uh, Hardcore Raider, I see you. PE in North Carolina, I see you. We'll get to your calls and more here on Raider Nation Radio 920. This podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness on LVSportsNetwork.com is brought to you by Porta Subs. Make sure you check out Porta Subs' six-foot party trays. They're perfect for game days. You'll get your choice of three made-to-order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh-baked bread loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game day six-foot trays serve 12 to 16 people so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas area Porta Subs, neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at portasubs.com. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Better nation, it's you the rest of the way. We've had a fantastic show. Amber Theo Harris from the Silver and Black Show, Sirius XM Radio. Join us in the first hour. Ari Mayrob from the 33rdteam.com. Join us in the second hour. Paloma Villacana, Fox 5 Sports, also join us in the second hour. And then you just heard a hell of a presser, as far as I'm concerned, from interim GM Champ Kelly and interim head coach Antonio Pierce as the Raiders prepare to take on the Giants at Allegiant Stadium coming up this Sunday with Aiden O'Connell as the starting quarterback. And a lot of players, according to coach and 
GM, we're excited to hear about Aiden O'Connell getting the opportunity to start on Sunday versus G-Men. But it's you the rest of the way. 702-365-9200. We're going to let you do the heavy lifting. Also, our don'tbebroke.com text line, 69187, keyword r and I've had a lot of great feedback so far on today's show. Definitely appreciate it. Let's keep this party rolling. Uh, P.E., I believe it's my brother P.E. from North Carolina. What's on your mind, my man? No, it's not P.E. It's Pete from Carolina. Oh, my bad. Well, you can be my brother, too. Pete, that's what's okay. up? <laughs> that, that's fine. That, that's fine. And and we have spoken in the past, but I haven't called in 18 months. Okay. Well, welcome as, back, as man. What took taught, you so long? As my mother taught me, if you have nothing nice to say, don't 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 say it, right? Gotcha. So let me, let me say this. First of all, I listened yesterday, and I, I want to say thank you. Um, you're an amazing host, an amazing fan, and the restraint you show is, and and every other caller that calls in just appreciates how much and what you do for Raider Nation. So appreciate I appreciate you. that very Thank much, so much. and, and so many others do. Let me say this. I, I was the one who called up several times 18 months ago or so, or, you know, that I was a big Basaccia, and, and, and my thing was about Basaccia. Give him that opportunity because he led these men, and these men would fight for him, and and give Mayock the opportunity because he wouldn't have the handcuffs from Gruden. Mm-hmm. And what I'm saying now is, do the same, and, and I hope that he do the same for Antonio Pierce and for Champ Kelly. Because you're right, that that press conference was amazing. It was it, it, it gave me chills that I haven't had in, in, in over two years for the Raiders. Mm. And and I really hope that that things work out and then the players rise up to the occasion because it, it was it was an amazing uh, it, it really was an amazing um, I've been a 55 year old fan and I haven't been this excited in a long time because I heard some really good things that were important because it was about leading men. Yeah. And they're being very transparent in how they want to lead these men. So it's a matter of whether these players want to get turned on by what they're hearing from their coaches. And I know it's a it's a tall task in terms of because I know you know fans are looking at it sort of you know are we going to get in the play? To me, it's not about the playoffs; it's about being competitive. Yep. And if we compete day in and day out and not play hard but play really solid football. I think that's important. I hopefully think that's going to be considered by this owner because I think he realized he missed the mark with Passaccia um, when he was the interim coach. The last thing I wanted to say to you was, you know what's interesting about there's been a lot of personnel changes that took place over the last two years, but no one seems to talk about the fact that Dylan Parham was outstanding as a rookie at right guard. He did a really great job, and they moved him to the left side when they decided to move on from John Simpson. And John Simpson, John Simpson is the starting left guard for the Baltimore Ravens, and they moved um, uh, Parham to the left side. And I remember having a conversation. You had a conversation with Lincoln Kennedy about moving from the right to the left side and said it was like being a right-handed basketball player playing and being told that you have to play with your left hand and how difficult that is. So um, maybe they'll straighten some things out on the offensive line, which needs help. But but I'm very, very um, excited for the future for this team, and I'm grateful for what you bring to the table, Q. Thank you so much.
Hey, thanks for the call. Thanks for the compliments. Really do appreciate that. Matt, that's what we're here for is for you. We're here for Raider Nation and uh, glad that, uh, you know, everyone's got some rejuvenation and, and the blood is flowing. And like you said, first time in, what, 18, 19 months that you've really been excited about this team. And that's what it's all about. Again, it's not necessarily being excited about guys getting fired and losing their jobs and all of a sudden their families are up in a weird position, but excited about a new chapter because clearly a new chapter was needed. Let's go back out to the phone lines, talk to our guy, Hardcore Raider. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, my man? Hey, Q, what's up, brother? Chillin', man, chillin'. All right, so yesterday uh, you had a question. I think it was something along the lines of uh, what do the Raiders need to do moving forward to kind of get this thing turned around or uh, try to remember exactly how you worded it. But yeah. if you if recall, I called in, and, you know, honestly, like, I thought it was a long shot. Like, I didn't, you know, I can't say, like, I'm a Nostradamus or anything right. close to that. But, right. you know, uh, you know, I – I did want the coach gone and, you know, to keep uh, Champ Kelly, and I also wanted the, the GM gone. I know not everybody was on that page, but, like, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to bring up the point kind of yesterday we didn't touch on very much, which was what was the game plan? And just my opinion of the game plan, it was never going to work because, in my opinion, they were trying to go two different directions. We were trying to win now, and we were trying to re- rebuild of what I felt was a three- to five-year rebuild plan. And with the talent that we have right now, and you look at the contract of Devontae Adams and his age, we cannot be in a three- to five-year rebuild unless we're going to get rid of Devontae Adams, which I think would be ludicrous to do. Mm-hmm. So, for me, I like the fact that we, uh, we're keeping Champ Kelly. I hope he stays on our team. We do not need to dump this team. We do not need a rebuild. We need maybe a regroup, rally the troops, and what I've said the entire time, no matter who's the Raider coach, it needs to be somebody that bleeds silver and black. And this dude, like, I'll be honest, I don't know a whole lot about him. I know he's a fiery guy. Uh, but this dude bleeds silver and black. So, Coach Coach Pierce, you know, yep. uh, I'm I'm fired up, and I think he's got a lot to offer to the Raiders, the Raider Nation, and I just hope that this staff keeps Josh Jacobs, and we do not tear this thing down. There's no reason to. We have you know some missing pieces, but we've worked with what we got this year, and I think moving forward we can add some pieces and be a really dang good team. And we'll see what happens next year. But keep up the good work. Appreciate you. Harker Raider out. Hey, good call, good call. And, yeah, the thing about Antonio Pierce and Josh Jacobs, I love how he said in his presser that Josh knows what he brings to the table and what he's going to bring to the table moving forward. So, clearly, clearly Josh Jacobs is going to be a major piece of this offense moving forward, and they've got some plans for him. And I just can't wait to be out at Allegiant Stadium on Sunday. I mean, hell, even I got a little bit more rejuvenation. Can't wait to be out at Allegiant on Sunday doing Q's kickoff before the official pregame show with JT and Eric Allen, talking about what to expect from the Raiders on Sunday there on the field and see what Josh Jacobs, Devontae, Hunter. I'm going to keep on emphasizing Hunter. He is still a part of the team, and I think he's going to be a big part of the team moving forward. So I'm excited to see what it looks like. Let's get one more quick call in. Raider Mike, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? What's up, Q? Chilling. By the way, you're killing it on the weekends with ESPN. Good job. Thanks. Anyway. Me and you have been parlaying since the inception of Raider Nation Radio. And you know I said, do not bring these Patriots into our house. That was ridiculous in the first place. I'd say 85% of the nations had the same feelings in that that world. And, And it's not that Patriot way. And it's uh, it's the Brady way. These ass clowns have never <laughs> succeeded anywhere without Brady. Right. So saying it's the Patriot way coming here, no. We are the Raider way. I've been a fan since the Heidi game when I got furious when it flipped over to Disney to put that dumbass movie on. <laughs> so 
I'm pumped Pierce is interim. I he He's a Raider through and through. He bringing out Compton, NWA. I was living in L.A. at the same time. Those were the days, man. We are a fierce fan base. Most fierce fan base and most feared fan base in the world, any sport. So I'm backing this guy. Champ, I don't know much about him, so I can't really comment on him. I'm just elated that that guy is out and Ziggler's out. We never need any Patriot blood here ever again. You can't. I mean, Chandler Jones, that was a Patriot thing, too. And look, he went off the rails as well. It's just we need to grasp who we are. Pride and poise. Just win, baby. Commitment to excellence. Let's see what the kid has. If you don't got it, then we're not probably going to have a good record, but this is a hell of a draft class as far as quarterback goes. So Caleb or uh, Penix would look beautiful in black and silver. we got to get back on track. They've been breaking our heart for 23, 24 years now. It, it, it has to end. Right. We are the best fans in the world. It's time to get forward, do the right things. These two guys, I love them. We are at the forefront of minority hires, successful ones. Flory's won two ranks. So anyway, love the nation. Love your show. Been a while, bro. Anyway, Raiders! There he goes. Raider Mike, thanks for the call. Appreciate you, my man. Appreciate you. I got to take a quick break. 448 is the time. We'll come back, uh, get a couple more texts as we close out the show on this Wednesday, November 1st. It's Raiders Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Just got time for a couple quick texts. Jason in Vegas said, Q, running late to your show, but do we know who the offensive coordinator or who will be calling plays will be? Thanks as always. And, yes, it's going to be Bo Hardegree. He's the offensive coordinator. Uh, He was the quarterback's coach. He'll be calling the plays as well. Uh, Antonio Pierce will be the interim head coach. And, of course, Patrick Graham will still continue to be the defensive coordinator with Edgar Bennett being the wide receivers coach. So, uh, Bo Hardegree will be calling plays for the Silver and Black on Sunday. At Allegiant Stadium, Black Hole Jr. said, Out in the Bay, do you know if Coach and GM are a part of the salary cap or is it separate? I'm pretty sure it's different, but would like some verification. So excited to get Josh out of town. I don't want to start over, but this guy brings tenacity. That's from Black Hole Jr. And, yeah, the coaches' salaries don't have anything to do with the salary cap, and they're fully guaranteed. And so you got to give Mark Davis a lot of credit because a lot of people said he's not going to be willing to pay, uh, you know, the coaches – that he has to pay. He's not going to be willing to pay Josh McDaniels, who, by the way, has four years left on his deal still, plus whatever the settlement is he's paying Gruden. But the organization's worth a lot of money. Allegiant Stadium is bringing in a lot of money. Uh, so he's obviously showing that he's not scared to spend some money, as many people speculate and say out there that don't know any better. So when you hear people say that, uh, you can basically just kind of laugh at them because they don't know what they're talking about. He, he paid uh, Becky Hammond the highest amount of money to be the, the, the coach of the Aces. At that time, she was the highest-paid WNBA coach. Now the Phoenix Mercury have followed suit, and they went out and hired their Orlando Magic assistant to be the head coach, and uh, they want to hopefully win a championship as well. So he's not afraid to spend money. Uh, he's got the money. Just because he doesn't act like Jerry Jones or Robert Kraft or uh, some of those others out there doesn't mean that he doesn't have it. So, yeah, it's it's all good to go. 
Uh, also, uh, we said, uh, how about Raider Dad Bod? Hey, Q and Q. Hey, Q and Crew. Curious to see what the new staff, even if it's just interim, will bring. Hoping Pierce is way past his ASU days and the poop show he was involved with there. We don't want that circus here. Go Raiders. That's from Raider Dad Bod. And yeah, I mean, that was a whole recruiting issue that was going on at Arizona, or, um, yeah, at Arizona State. Uh, with Herm Edwards as the head coach there, uh, I don't think that there's anything to worry about. Similar to when Pete Carroll left Seattle or left USC and went to Seattle, excuse me, and possibly what Jim Harbaugh is going to do when he leaves Michigan and heads back to the NFL. Uh, not something that I think is a real big deal. He's excited and fired up to be the Raiders head coach for at least the next nine games, and we'll see what happens there. And Champ Kelly is excited to see what he can do for the next handful of weeks, whatever the case may be, as the interim. GM. That's going to do it for today's show. Appreciate you as always. Make sure you're waking up with the morning tailgate, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. right here on Raider Nation Radio, 920. Have a good night. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs.